You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. This is Pod That, two brothers talking sports. What's going on? Welcome in to Pod That, two brothers talking sports. I'm George Arjur. I'm going to be joined with Sammy Arjur, my brother. Coming up on this podcast, we're doing our usual NFL post-week five podcast. Three stooges, the three worst quarterbacks in the NFL three kings, the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. And we're talking a little bit about John Gruden and what to look forward to in the next week of NFL, which is going to be week six. Let me not spoil too much, but the games are not that great coming up next week. This episode is always brought to you by the Sports on Tap. That's www.thesportsontap.com. Who even says www anymore or even types it? Not me, so I don't know why I said it. But anyways... Please do us a favor, rate, subscribe, review, send this to a few friends. We'd really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode and cheers to sports. What is up, ladies, gentlemen, children, whoever may be listening? What's happening? And uh, thanks for tuning in today to Pod That Two Brothers Talking Sports. I'm Sammy. And with me today is, of course, George, who. We just spent uh, five minutes before this episode so George can get his damn Squid Game green screen background uh, set up. Because I, for George, I know this was very important today. No, I mean, it wasn't that important. It was just like it's one of those things when, you know, you do it and it's not working and you get like the weird green screen effect. You're like, I need to figure this out. That's really what it's more about than importance to it. Actually, the importance level, one to ten is probably importance one. Uh, it really doesn't fucking matter, but it's frustrating. And sometimes you get like stubborn on some things and that's what happened. All right. Not any part of the point I was trying to make. The point was that you have a squid game background was the point I was talking about. <laughs> so, uh, excuse, excuse us to our listeners that you had to listen to 30 seconds of George over explaining his green screen, but here we are NFL week five. It was five is over. Now yeah. It was six. week five. Yep. Um, and we're going to do our classic, what we always do before we get into John Gruden and that nonsense, before we get into next week, we're going to do our NFL QB Stooges, the three worst on a recurring scale or whatever it's called, the three worst quarterbacks right now and our three kings, the three best quarterbacks. So without further ado, who should we start with? All right. Well, I kind of wanted to start a little bit different today because it's very interesting. I was I'm looking at total QBR for NFL right now, and you can probably the three worst QBRs in the NFL right now is number thirty Trevor Lawrence thirty four point nine, number thirty one Zach Wilson twenty three point nine, and number thirty two Justin Fields seventeen point seven. He's been actually god awful, and all three of them are rookies. So. Here's what I wanted to ask you. Do we just say, hey, the fucker, you put the three rookies on? Or do we say we exclude rookies this week and try to find three stooges that aren't rookies? Well, first and foremost, George, there is one rookie, Mr. Longneck David Mills, that actually, Davis Mills, sorry, right? Davis, Davis, not David, who is actually a rookie on the Texans, and he's actually ahead of Jared Goff and Jalen Hurts at 27. I know. So I saw that the, too. The three-star rookies, first-rounders, are the ones struggling here. And you've got Davis Mills, 
that's also struggling, but chugging along. I, I'm, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Davis Mills. Uh, shouldn't not supposed to be here, but he is. I totally agree. And I was kind of surprised that Jared Goff was the fourth worst QBR because I feel like he's had moments where he's looked good and the Lions have looked good. So and now they're zero and five, and you wonder, okay, if their court they've lost what three games really close. If their quarterback played better in all those games, with Jared Goff not be 0 and 5 with the Lions not be 0 and 5 is Jared Goff have a lot to do with them being 0 and 5 is my question uh, I mean yes obviously he has a lot to do with them but at the same time I mean it's a downgrade from Matt Stafford so I don't know how many wins you'd get if that was Matt Stafford over him but I don't know Jared Goff's an interesting situation I, and I know we tend to compare it to the like uh quarterback rating as well because yeah. there's two different metrics quarterback rating jared goff's 22nd so he's above Tannehill, mac jones sam Darnold, big ben a couple other guys uh, but i wanted to point out that on quarterback rating also which is the you know another metric that people use it's also zach wilson justin fields and trevor lords at the bottom three um, all right and davis mills is the fourth so the fourth to last, 29th. So I'm going to agree with you for this week. I'll make an exception because I don't want to just pick the three rookies. Yeah, I felt well, I, my, thing with, my thing with it was like it was too easy. Like I, yeah. I, I was like, oh, OK, let's like look. The three rookies are really struggling in their QBRs and their QB ratings are the worst in the NFL. So like I wrote notes beforehand and I was like, well, that's just too easy. Like it's not fun doing it this way. Yeah, I know it's 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 not fun doing it that way. So let's let's exclude them unless they make a turnaround for the next couple of weeks. Now they get um, next week. Ne- next week, if we really wanted to include, let's just say this: if it's the three rookies again next week, we'll exclude them all. But if it's like two rookies, we can start like. Said. Oh, okay. I didn't understand. I'm saying the, like, said, let's just. I said for the foreseeable future, we'll exclude them until they're out of like just the three worst QBRs in the NFL. Because then you can start mix and matching. Okay, but if, as, if they're just stuck at the three worst, it's like, well, this is boring every week. Absolutely. Um, but I will start. I'm just going to start us, George, because okay. this is a simple one. And the one guy who's not a rookie that's going to be on this list, and I don't think there's a disagreement here on any front, is Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> okay, I kind of wanted to exclude. Do we, to us starting this week, do we still add Brissett? Wait, wait, wait. Is he? He's expected to make the start this week. So, I put Brissett on my notes here. Brissett question mark? Because I he's, agree with he's, you. He's off of... He's returned to practice. He'd be back in... T- Let's see. Taylor broke his ribs week two. In the initial hope, he'd be back for week six. And choose a first step towards that happening. Um, and to his place, they're one and four. So it sounds like... Sounds like he he's later this week they'll decide if he's playing or not. Okay. Sorry, listeners. We probably should have discussed this before. Jacoby Brissett. Excluded for this week also. He survived. This is like real life squid game right now. This is squid game. They're although actually we're terminating them. This is they're not this is not a good side to be on. Yeah. Oh, I know. Okay. Well, if that's the case, I'm gonna throw out three names here. You tell me which one of them, which one of them you agree with. Jared Goff, I was gonna call him a squid, a stooge. Jalen Hurts, a stooge, and Ben Roethlisberger, 
a stooge. What, what, what do you think of those three names in general? Well, there, Jared Goff made his, I mean, Dan, you know, Dan Campbell was crying after the game. This is how close they have been in every game to winning that. I don't want to pick him first because I think, like you said, one or two different throws here. This team has a couple wins potentially. And I think that's why Dan Campbell was crying because holy shit, we're so close. So I'm going to start with them. Big Ben one. They beat the Broncos who everyone was, you know, stroking the Broncos ego this year. Like they're so good. And we were like, I don't know. If okay, can I stop good. you for a second, Bo? I'm sorry. I just yeah. want to add on to what you said. The reason I struggle with Jared Goff being on there too is because he did make the game-winning drive to score, and the defense collapsed and gave up the field goal. Exactly, but I'm not saying he's not going to make the list. Yeah, but I just, but I was just, I was just uh, kind of adding on to what you're saying. But we'll get back to him. The reality here is the easiest one for me to start with, easy first and foremost, would be Jalen Hurts. All right, Um, because he's here. He's just not. But did you see their win? See, this is what happens when you take the rookies out. It makes it way harder this week. Jalen Hurts did not have a bad game last week. And you know me, yes, out of he all did. people. He had he was 22 for 37 with 198 okay. yards and a pick. They How just happened to win yards? because they happened to win. Be, I don't know what his damn right. Let's see. But they happened to win because Sam Darnold decided to be Jet Sam Darnold in the second half once again. So I don't that's where you these get complicated, but yeah. For me, it's easy. Jalen Hurts is one of the three worst outside of the backups slash rookies. For okay, me. I, I, I'm I'm with you on that. We can add Jalen Hurts to that. The city of Philadelphia will be coming after our next. Yeah, he had two rushing touchdowns, but for 30 yards, they were like, you know, they basically took place of the running back at the goal line. <laughs> so I don't know. He's. Uh, I'd rather have. I'd rather have Jared Goff personally. Yeah, well, I mean, if you just go look at that list, right? Like, I'm not. Let's forget the rookies for a second. Would you rather have Jared Goff or Jalen Hurts? You just said Jared Goff. Jared Goff. He went to. A would Super you rather? Yeah. Would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Jalen Hurts? Baker Mayfield. I, would you I, rather have Tyler, Taylor? Yeah, I agree. Taylor Heineke or Jalen Hurts? That's where it gets tricky. They're about the same because Heineke can throw a football, but. I mean, Jalen Hurts also will rush for two touchdowns. You know, outside of the rookies, just like looking at this list right now of the QBRs and stuff, the quarterback play has been fantastic for the most part or average at the worst. Yeah, I mean, like, that's why Jalen Hurts is at 28. And he's like, he just won the game. Yeah. And he's okay. You know, he's not like the worst fucking player out there. So I don't know. Actually, I, I just made a decision for myself. Two guys I would have on this list, no matter what, would be Jalen Hurts and probably Taylor Heineke. And the reason okay. I say that is if you go through the list, I would almost say Philadelphia and San Francisco would, I mean, in, sorry, and um, Washington. Philadelphia and Washington would be two teams that actually genuinely would prefer almost every quarterback in the NFL over theirs. Almost. Almost. Okay. Um, I'm cool with both of those. Heineke, I know he's had some fun moments, but I'm, I'm fine with putting him on there. I'm fine with putting uh, Jalen Hurts as a stooge. But now the third stooge is where the problem is because I think it boils down to Big Ben versus Jared Goff. Yep. That's the only two I was going to mention too. Now, George, let me, let me, uh, this is like an emotional spot for me for some reason because 
I feel like I've bet on the Detroit Lions every week and been let down. And I was, you know, big man Dan Campbell. He he, you know, he almost made me cry watching him cry too. I know that he's a tough guy, wants to break in people's knees. What did he say? Taking kneecaps. Like yeah. I know he's like that. But he is like but, that. He he's he's, a, he's like a gangster. After. Yeah, but I like the crying. Yeah, I mean, gangsters cry. He's a gangster. He's the opposite of a gangster. He has a handlebar chin strap. I don't know what the fuck. Like Detroit white guy. He's like he's hell's angels. Opposite. He's the opposite of a gangster. He's more of a rough, rowdy, like I don't know. He's an outlaw. Man. Yeah, an outlaw would be a much better <laughs> example than a gangster for you know for Dan Campbell. But I I have to say. As much as I support the Detroit Lions right now, and I think they're better than we're giving them credit for, Big Ben did just go ahead and have a way better game to get a victory against the Broncos team where everyone kind of thought, like, you know, like, oh, when's been ben- Big Ben going to get benched? And look, the Broncos are so good, the defense, right? And he came out and won the game with them and played okay. And at the end of the day, Big Ben has, I think, two wins on the year to Jared Goff's zero wins on the year zero zero wins is not good it's not good and you know i i'm gonna have to go with unfortunately sorry detroit i know i feel like detroit always gets the butt of things and it's always crappy for them i personally would take jared goff i would love to hear your thoughts too so i I mean you you said it very eloquently there i'm (laughs) i mean yeah i'm taking jared goff too like First of all, you keep betting on them. They keep screwing you over. Like, why do you want to screw my brother over? That first of all, that's fucked that's up shit. Red flag. I bet on but, the Steelers and won that. So and you God bet on the Steelers. Steelers and won that. I would personally replace Tyler he- Taylor Heineke with Big Ben. That's just my uh, little quibble with with the list because I think Heineke's been better than Big Ben. Okay, let's do some comparisons. And you I'm know, I mean, Jalen Hurts loved the guy, but I've been saying he's going to end up on the Stooges all year, and it took until week five. So I'm just like happy we finally got to the Stooges part. He came out of it very quickly, and has re-entered very quickly. Um, I'm going to give. I'm I'm looking at statistics because okay. when we get in, because I think we're at the point here with Big Ben versus Heineke. This is very opinion based at this okay. point. Um. All right, so here you go. I'm team. I, I'm team Heineke Stooge. Your team. I'm uh, t- team Big Ben Stooge. Your team Heineke Stooge. Sell me on why Big Ben doesn't deserve to be a Stooge over Heineke. Okay, I'll easily tell you why. Uh, and actually, I think it's very simple. I'm gonna do because this this three Stooges, George. It's based on week by week what's happening. So you tend to. If you look at the previous week, it tends to tell you a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, big Ben and the Steelers will beat the Broncos. That's a win. That's a big one already. One win. Uh, 15 for 25, 250 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions for Big Ben. Heineke, a loss to the, the Saints, 20 for 41 for 248 yards, so less yards than Big Ben on 20 more attempts. Uh, no touchdowns and two picks. But he, you have to admit he was playing against the man, the myth, the legend, Jameis Winston on the other side of a football field. And it's really hard. Best to, corner in the league, Jameis Winston, right? 
uh, quarterback. Actually, he's not a corner. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, famous Jameis Winston oh, so, Heisman. Uh, so, so what does that have to do with Taylor Heineke? Huh? Oh, his presence in the building really, really makes it difficult for other opposing quarterbacks to go out there and play well. And we have our answer. It's Taylor Heineke on the Stooges because that that was George's uh, way of saying, based on those statistics, I have nothing else to say. All right, T- Taylor Heineke. I'm sorry, you're a Stooge. That's why I, that's why we write in in the articles. I don't know if you read all of them when I write them, but that's why I say at the end of every uh, description, I say, "Sorry, Taylor Heineke, you're a stooge." You scream sorry. Also, you scream it on. Well, yeah, I do. Like, I put dot dot sorry dot 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 explanation point, which means you know yelling. You are a stooge. You're a stooge. Well, I am uh, gonna just recap that for everybody here. We have Taylor Heineke. Jalen Hurts, and uh, who was the last one, my friend? Jared Goff. And Jared Goff has the three Stooges. But, George, that's enough about Stooges and losers because we don't like talking about losers. No offense to these men, but, you know, they're doing better than me in life right now. I mean, if I may, Jared Goff is like a $30 million contract. But I get the right to call him a loser right now. So, the loser Jared Goff. Now we're going to get to the Kings, the type of people we like, George. Winners. I love them. The Three Kings. This week was the hardest edition of the Three Kings for me since the beginning of the Three Kings. I will say Patrick Mahomes has to come off of it, right? From last yep, week. He, so oh, yeah. He, he, he's X'd out. Yeah. And I know he's still a top five quarterback in the NFL. Let's not be ridiculous. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I, 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 I think. Not playing great. I think it's very simple. You have to take out Patrick Mahomes. And you have to put in Josh Allen this week as one of the three kings. Okay. You have to. I mean, there's no choice there. And now that leaves, in my opinion, and you tell me if I'm wrong, four quarterbacks for three spots. I'm going to stop you already. And I'll tell you why. Why? Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Josh Allen, he's got to be in there. I agree. But there's one guy that no matter what anybody says, you Kyler Murray has a guaranteed spot. The only leftover, he was he's not come off the Stooges list. And he's the only undefeated quarterback in the Kings NFL. list. Kings oh, list. The Kings list. Sorry. He's the only one to not come off the list in the last two, three weeks. And the only undefeated quarterback mm-hmm. in the entire NFL. There is not even a single argument we could be could be made that he is coming off the list. Right. So well, I Well, he's on I, he's on my list too, so you don't have to sell me on this one. Yeah, but I I'm just I'm not cool because it's a it's a combined list. So I'm just saying yeah. I don't think we need to discuss that because there's no, yeah, I, I agree with off. you. That, like, that's one guy I was not going to budge on being on the list. So that leaves, in my opinion, one spot, four different quarterbacks. Two of them are leaning forward. The other two are back. I'll tell you who okay. are the two leaning forward. No, I have a, I have a good idea. I'm going to give yeah. you a, you, you list out your guys, and I'm going to give you my like ding, 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 or like a eh, if they should even be considered um, from okay. my list. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to uh, do it from. Most deserving to least deserving. Okay. All right. Justin Herbert. Ding, ding, ding. Tom Brady. Ding, ding, ding. A little slower. Aaron Rodgers. Ding, ding, ding. And the guy who has outperformed 18 different teams in the NFL in total yardage, Lamar Jackson. And he's the least deserving out of all of them. So I don't think he's going to make it, but... I think he deserves at least some recognition here for what he's doing. Yeah, I'm going to say eh, only for one reason. 
And the reason I'm going to say no to Lamar is I think if he does this for one more week. Against the Chargers and Justin Herbert next week. Yeah. One of those guys knock each other off and then you get Lamar in that list. So uh, I'll say no on Lamar for now. And the hard thing with Lamar, this is not a shot at Lamar because, you know, some people might be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. He is not one of the best three quarterbacks in the league, but he's one of the three best football players in the yeah. league. And so it kind of complicates this list. I almost feel like he's the wild card that can, like, any week he plays good can kind of be like our, like, he's like the 3.5 because he's, like, yeah, the best but player we have, in football. But we, but, but we do have to stop pretending he can't throw the football because at this point that which you're not you're doing you're not doing but nobody's not what you're doing i'm just saying a lot of people still do that and he's 67 percent completion percentage and a 104.4 quarterback rating and quarterback rating only takes in account passing not rushing qbr takes in account both i understand that i'm just saying no, I'm not saying you. I'm talking in general. Yeah, I think most nobody's really saying that. But if you just look statistically, like for example, for example, he had one throwing touchdown in each of the first four games. Literally one, yeah. one, 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 and then at four last week. Okay, yeah. so yeah, he, but, but, he had a really good throwing game. So let me finish yeah. this point. And he's only had two rushing touchdowns, right? So I mean, like, he, it's not that like he had a really great game, but it's still I would say like it's still pretty obvious that like he's more of a better football overall player more than he is I agree. Like, the best quarterback in the NFL. Exactly. So no, no I totally agree. Can't throw. Yeah, but it's just it, to me it's funny because you know he has more passing yards this year than Patrick Mahomes. And it's just like it's one of those things that gets lost because of how good he does other things. He has more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes, okay, that's which is crazy. awesome, but like Matt Ryan's still like top 15 in passing yards. He's god awful. So like right, you know, right, where, right. But that's only a passer. That's that's my point. It's like yeah. it's getting lost. I think sometimes it gets lost that he's like, oh yeah, he's okay at passing. No, he's really good at passing. He's not a top three passer, but he's really still good at See, passing. I he's think, gotten better. Uh, the issue is the issue is here. Like nobody thinks says he can't pass anymore. I think now I almost feel like you're becoming like the over defender. Like everyone knows he can throw the football. He's just not, he can't throw it like Kyler Murray or Justin Herbert. We know that yeah. or Tom Brady or Josh Allen or Aaron And I Rogers agree with that, Russell but then Wilson. Justin Herbert, 67.2 completion percentage, Lamar Jackson, 67.1 completion percentage. And it's like, I'm not saying he's a better passer. Absolutely not. But it's just like, I think at some point he's going to learn to become He's not going to be able to run like this the rest of his career, and I think he's going to still have a career, which I used to think he won't have a career once his legs go away. Yeah, I mean, he once again, like he's he can throw the football. It's just like, you know, like it's not. I don't know. Like you're nitpicking certain, like or not nitpicking. You're like picking out certain statistics. This is my point. It's like over defending at this point where it's like, yeah. yes, he's, he's good. I mean, like he's also mm-hmm. thrown the ball 50 less times than Justin Herbert and Justin Herbert. Oh, totally. You know, so I'm just saying like, we all know Lamar can play football and we all know he's a good quarterback. But if you were to be asked, is he closer to being the best overall football player in football or the best like throwing quarterback? It wouldn't mm-hmm. even be close to the discussion. Oh, totally. I actually, he, he might be the best fo- overall football player in football. He is. Because yeah. he's like the most dynamic. He's going to probably win MVP this year if he keeps it up. Yeah. But it's just like a weird 
wrinkle that he's still not necessarily the best quarterback throwing, whatever that means. Which I guess my question for him before we get to the three Kings is because I think we'll talk to I think next week, him and Herbert, that's going to be a very interesting matchup. And where would you put him? Would you put him as a top 10 thrower of a football top 15 or still bottom half of the league where, you know, most people had him two years ago. The weird thing, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like the uh, at the end of the day, like somebody like Kirk Cousins, right? Mm-hmm. He might have a better arm talent than Lamar Jackson, but the fact that Lamar Jackson also can run around the way he can, mm-hmm. the fact that defenses have to be watching out for two different things also helps enhance his throwing numbers. I actually like, totally agree with that because then you, you know, have more like, open holes and like when when yeah, he's gonna run, a yeah, linebacker yeah, totally. has to has to ghost you. And, and just you have a rover just watching over Lamar Jackson that does bring up more opportunities. That, that, that's not a, and that's not even like a negative on him. That's a well, positive obviously it's not a negative doing. because it's just better for for football. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying it's not. I'm not saying it's a negative in the sense that like Kirk Cousins might be a better thrower. Like if there was a mm-hmm. throwing competition from the 50 yard line, hit these targets. Like Kirk Cousins might be better than Lamar Jackson at it, but yeah. that doesn't. So I don't know. That's it not how equate. football works. Yeah, it doesn't. None of it equates with this. Lamar Jackson's like the Steph Curry or like whoever of football. It's like mm-hmm. none of it makes sense, and you can't no, really I, equate I, it to anything else. To anything else. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, so he's not one of the three kings, even though we talked about him for way too long there, and that's my fault. Uh, but I love talking about him. So we got Herbert Murray. No, so we got we said Murray and Allen. We got Brady and. Herbert seemed to be your biggest ding when I said it, and then Rogers kind of seemed like to be ding. So I think we can eliminate Rogers. Yeah, Rogers. Will, well, one more good week from Rogers, he's going to be right. I think he's fucking back. But I'm still right. holding a vendetta against him for week one for being a Me too. fucking asshole. That's why I did. I put him number six in my QB power rankings. I was like, and I wrote because he was an asshole week one. I'm not forgiving him yet. He he I, he was an asshole week one. Okay, there's yeah. nothing else you could say about it. He no, was nothing. I agree with you. Um, so it's Brady Herbert. Okay, I love. I I, I want to say Justin Herbert, but it's Tom Brady. That's uh, what I <laughs> I totally agree with you. I want to say Justin right. Herbert, but it's Tom Brady. Let's be real. Yeah, here's the deal. Uh, their stats are almost identical, but read this. You have 1500 yards for Herbert. 1576. You have. 1767 for Tom Brady. He's first in the league in passing yards because, of course, uh, he has more touchdowns. 13, com- he has 15 compared to Herbert's 13, and one less pick, two compared to three. And they're fourth and fifth in QBR, half a point okay. away from each other. Tom Brady's a defending champ, Super Bowl champ, and he's the best quarterback that's ever played football in the history of. He might be the best player in the history of sports of any sport so yep um uh Tom i couldn't think it's i think he gets the spot i totally agree with you i don't know where you put Jameis on the three kings list but i know he's definitely a king i just wanted to mention Jameis. you are a king whether or not you make our three kings george i have a question yeah do you like Jameis winston not necessarily like like was is not enough of a description word to tell you how I feel about watching Jameis Winston play football. I think love would be a more accurate term. Um, obsessed would be a okay. better term. I regret, I regret asking you this question. Well, 
So I'm just two, very two, happy. I, this is this is like me asking you about your damn background in the beginning. Like, let me George. Let me George give me like fourteen verbs to explain why his frustration of green screen is. Like one verb would have done the trick. Well, then I'm gonna go obsessed with Jameis Winston. There you go. Thank you. One verb's good enough sometimes. Well, you know this song. Hold on a second, Bo. No, but we got to hold on a second. I'm sorry. I got to stop you there. Is it a verb or an adjective that describes people? Adjective. I don't know. Verbs doing something. Adjective. Okay. It's an adjective. Okay. I'm just, I just want to make you. sure. George is ruining my, my transitions here. If you've watched Squid Game, you know this noise and you know what this means. This means somebody is either surviving or, George, or they're being taken out, okay? Their life is over. And we have a man whose life has been over. It is over. And it's all done. He has sinned, according to his quarterback, Derek Carr, and uh, he's out of a job. And that man, who has now lost these squid games, is John Green. Yeah. <laughs> Great intro there. And for anybody that would be like, oh, make it a joke out of a serious manner, then then just don't listen to our podcast. Uh, yes. Um, it, we know it's a serious manner. He got fired. Okay. Well, and, yeah, and what kind quit. of takes? Like, here's the thing. What, what kind of takes? Like, every every podcast wants to have a take. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was bad what he did. That Obviously, right? I mean, and he lost his job. And he wasn't going to get in the lot. Like, there's no need for a take here. But my question I don't know if you have a take, if you want to say anything about it, but I do want to say one thing is there's a lot of emails we don't know about yet. And I think the fallout is just beginning. I think a lot of people are probably shitting their pants right now. Like I hope uh, my emails don't get out here in Washington football teams, uh, email archive or whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what's going to be interesting here is the fallout. And I don't have a take my only I guess like, thought process is i think it was very interesting it, it came out pretty clearly the man like might have said something racist and then it was like maybe probably said something anti like gay and then something misogynistic and then like i felt like the icing on the cake was calling out his boss roger goodell or the boss of the nfl while also using like it just was like a homophobic like, term homophobic term being that's like not supposed to be used about your boss, the the guy who runs the league. Like it was just like, if it wasn't enough, just having some like homophobic emails and like racist and misogynistic emails, it just was like icing on the cake for John Gruden. Like you have to like go quit your job now. Like you have to leave. Like you're also, you were also saying things about the guy who basically employs you. And yeah, it's a tough situation. Don't get me wrong. I, Derek Carr came out and said, I love the man. I hate the sin, which, you know, I think he's basically saying that it's like, you know, I, I don't hate John Gruden, but obviously he made a mistake. And I'm just going to say this. It's not a take, but like, I'm one of those people that I know people make mistakes. I don't think John Gruden's necessarily like an awful person. I think what he did was awful. I think that, you know, uh, this is a good lesson that times have changed and, you know, there's a reason, like, unfortunately, there's going to be more fallouts, George. Like you said, there are other people, black, white, 
Mexican, uh, Asian, Arab, whatever, that have mm-hmm. said things about other races, cultures, and sexes that are going to come out one day. And that's more of a thing of the past. Hopefully, it continues to be a thing of the past, but it is something that's the the, the reality that times have changed. And you know, these emails are were just too recent. 2018 wasn't that far ago. I think that's where for John Gruden, if this was just 2011, a couple emails, he probably would have gotten over this or everyone would have gotten over it. Uh, but as you creep up to closer to 2018, 19, 20, uh, you would hope that there's not really this type of thing said anymore. But I think there will be more fallouts from multiple races and cultures and sexes. Yeah. And um I mean, not to, it does sound funny, but like, not supposed to be that funny. Um, he literally went after. There was not a group of people that he couldn't offend that he like didn't go offend. Like it was like Dave Chappelle's stand up comedy. Like he literally went after every single person. Yeah, unfortunately, the difference is Dave Chappelle was doing a comedy show. And yeah, John this was Gruden not a comedy show. John Gruden work was, emails. <laughs> yeah, he was not a comedy show. I mean, imagine if he used that as an excuse. It was, I thought it was a comedy show right here. Like, come on, John. But I think he That's all, uh, just like <laughs> just like you. Huh. George George is trying to make a comedy. You're trying to make a joke right there. Yeah. Trying to be Mr. Stand Up. Yeah, but I'm George not being like, a stand up comic. And um in general though, like yeah, I knew the fallout was gonna happen. And you know, I bet on the Bears last week. I mean on the Raiders last week. I should have realized on Friday, like the fallout was going to be bad. I mean, the team came out so flat too. And, you know, he's out of a job. And he's probably never going to have another job in the NFL ever again or anything like on TV ever again. It's probably done. Like he's done. Yeah, it's done. Um, like I said, it, if this wasn't dating back to like 2018, like only three years ago, he might have had a chance, but it's a little too recent for a guy that, mm-hmm. um, you know, should know he's worked in the NFL with multiple races mm-hmm. and different things and worked at ESPN with people of multiple races and worked with kids like quarterback camps and stuff. That's where it gets kind of even more tricky. So yeah. John Gruden's done for good. And, uh, you know, at this point it's probably for the best. So I agree. Agreed. 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 And I don't like cancel culture, but there's some that are at some point it's like, okay, this is, that was too much. See, I don't probably, like cancel. He culture. hit the too much. Yeah, I don't like cancel culture either, but what I said right away was like, there's no way, like even let's just say the Raiders didn't want to cancel him or the ESPN didn't want to cancel him or the media didn't want to cancel it. How could he go back in that locker room and coach that team with so many different races? They're the only team with an openly gay player in the NFL. Like no one was going to listen to him. Like he literally lost the locker room, whether or not you believe in cancel culture or not. He lost the locker room. There's no way he's going to win back the locker room walking in there. That's true. That is very true. So he's done for. But I have a new topic, George. Cool. Before we get into our, um, what's it called? Before we get into like our what to look forward to next week here, I did want to bring up Joe Burrow. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. I just saw something on the bottom line of ESPN about him right now, too. It was about his voice rest? Yes, it was, actually. Joe Burrow is on voice rest after, as if, if, if for people that don't understand what, exactly what happened, that weird play where he looked like he broke his neck almost. Thankfully, he didn't, but he ended up with a throat contusion, which this poor man, 
Yes. I got to stop you there. It turns out it was a different play that had nothing to do with that play. What? The, what happened on that? Yeah, I don't know. It was later. It was either earlier or later in the game. And I, I was reading about it. There's another play that triggered it. It wasn't that play. Okay. But I bet you, this they is made it not worse. a doctor. Yeah, I bet you that play played a role because his neck and his throat were in four different directions. Whether it began the process of contusion and making it a contusion or finalized it, mm-hmm. that played a role. <laughs> I would, I would, I would probably have to agree with you on that one. Point is, this poor guy is playing amazing this year. He la- fucking tears his ACL, the most disgusting, or tears everything, breaks his knee in pieces last year. This year comes in starting to play great, and it gets a throat contusion. Very unlucky. He's on voice rest, but he's expected to play Sunday against the Detroit Lions. First of all, have we ever had to have a player on an NFL on voice rest? No, I've never seen that, especially at the quarterback position where, you know, you have to, like, communicate. You have to audible. You have to tell the team in the huddle what the play is. Um, I'm wondering what – do they do they have a bye week this week or do they play this week? No, they play the Lions. Okay, I mean, I guess they don't even need to communicate against the Lions. But the thing is – uh, <laughs> Yeah, but um, I guess the quarterback is the only player in the NFL that's actually allowed to wear the earpiece inside the helmet. So, like, if let's just say he's on voice rest till Sunday or can't speak well till Sunday, he's going to have a hard time communicating the plays because they're going to have to do hand signals. That's go back to call. It's just a very weird situation. Yeah. I, mean, I, with that, we're, I think we're overthinking it at this point. He's obviously going to play. He's playing on Sunday. So, he's on voice rest. He's not on like mute. He's on voice we, rest, so well, he'll I be fine. I how long his voice will be rested for. They advise him to speak as little as possible until Sunday. Okay. So, I mean, when somebody's – once again, it said voice rest. It didn't say he's muted, can't speak. I know, but so, when someone says bed rest, like, I don't know how many days you're in bed rest. Okay, but this guy's in the NFL, and he's if he's expected to play Sunday, he's obviously going to speak if he's going to play. All right, well, hopefully he speaks good. But anyway, like I said, it's the Lions. And uh, I feel bad for him. This is like, it's kind of like an Andrew Luck situation. Like we're first like part of his career and then Andrew, you know, never, ever got healthy. The difference is Andrew Luck was kind of a pussy and it's kind of soft. Maybe we don't, I mean, but he also kept getting hurt. This is, I'm not saying uh, this guy, you know, Joe Burrow's going to keep getting hurt, but man, they got to protect him. They really do. Like he's so good. They need to protect him. But Joe Burrow's way more of a badass. Yeah. And as Aaron Rodgers told him, you got to slide. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. He did it. That is good advice, though. It is good advice. And he said, I wish I said the same to Andrew Luck. So, yeah, there it is. Well, let's get into some matchups for next week. We have. Okay, I'm going to play this game with you. We play right, I'm glad you did, because this week is a bunch of doozies. I, I, I might disagree with that a little bit. But I'll There's tell you one what. game that I'm really looking forward to, obviously. If this game interests you, say yes, and we talk about it. If it does mm-hmm. not, just tell me to keep on going. All right. And I'll stop you if I disagree. Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. Well, by the time this podcast is being listened to a lot, George, answer I would... the question, my friend. Are you interested or not? <laughs> nah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, say yes if you're interested. Say no if you're not. Well, I was like, uh-oh, here we go. I just wanted to explain that one. <laughs> Miami versus Jacksonville at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. N- not interested. I disagree. 
But I only oh, have one okay. reason. Tua's coming back. If Tua can't beat Jacksonville, I think we're going to really start having some negative press on Tua. Only reason that because that I mean Jacksonville hasn't won yet, and Tua's kind of been this like you know uh, scapegoat all the time. Yep. So if he can't beat Jacksonville, it's you know it's a fair big enough. But either way, I'm not going to fucking watch it at six thirty a.m. Uh, Green Bay at Chicago. Yeah, I'm interested in this one. I mean, uh, the Bears win this game despite the fact that Matt Na- everyone wanted Matt Nagy's job to be gone. They- they'd be first in the division. That's true. And their only losses, George, are to the Browns and Rams, two very good football teams. Yeah, with a guy named Andy Dalton at quarterback. So. And a mix. And, mix. And Justin Herbert, or Justin Fields, whatever his name is. Yeah, I think it's an interesting game. And Packers-Bears. It's just, it just feels like an all-time classic. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati Bengals at the Detroit Lions. Nope. Rar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is a no. The Texans <laughs> at the Colts. No. Move on. This is also probably a snoozer. The Los Angeles Rams at the New York Giants. No. Is 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 our guy playing or no? Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones I, they don't, we don't know. Even if he, if he was, it'd make it slightly more interesting, but it's not interesting. Kansas City at Washington. Nothing. Interested. There, uh, these teams both came into the season with high expectations. And whoa, whoa, whoa way would... different situations, though. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. One one team had uh, Super Bowl aspirations. Other others thought that bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick would lead him to the playoffs Nine again. Wins. <laughs> um, and, but one of them is going to be two and four after this game, unless it ends in a tie. I, I, I I'm still in awe or in shock i had to hear a sentence out of your mouth comparing season expectations between the kansas city chiefs and washington football team but i understand yeah. where you're coming it from. was a stretch it was a stretch both these teams with extreme expectations like yeah. hey the, the the washington football team gave a better game the, in the playoffs the than Tampa than you said the red the washington, the washington football team i heard the red washington football team. the raw the real washington football team had oh, uh, gave a better game to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs than the Chiefs did last year. So just leave it at that. Taylor Heineke. Stooge. Minnesota Vikings at Carolina Panthers. Not interested. That's like a 50-50 one. Chargers at Ravens. Not that interested in this game. I don't know if there's going to be anything going on in this one. Two average quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Two guys I don't like very much why in Justin a, Herbert. And the why weekend. is that a 10 a.m. game? <laughs> because the NFL can't figure their shit out. Hey, like, give us the move that to Sunday Night Football over the Seahawks. We're Seahawks fans, but like, come yeah, on. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I, I uh, bad job by the NFL here. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm very I'm, interested in this game, obviously. You know why, too? Two teams that love to have these just fucking crazy games are the Chargers and the Ravens. Oh, I know. So that'll no, be that one. that game is going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. That that, that one, I mean, geez, that's, that's going to be a great game. game by far. Yeah, easily. Arizona Cardinals at the Cleveland Browns. Another game I'm really interested in. Cleveland is almost in a must-win situation here. Um, not like not completely must-win, but like kind of in a weird way. Like this is a really big game for the Cleveland Browns. Sort of. My my thing with this division, it's weird because you got to remember. I mean, the Browns are going to play the 
Bengals again. They're going to play the Ravens twice in back-to-back weeks, which is really weird. Which is I, I'm I was looking at that right now. I'm like, I'm not back-to-back weeks because there's a week off between. But like, why do they play at Ravens by weeks? Ravens. Yeah, that's weird. But they have so many divisional games that they have time. Is all I'm saying. Um, and then I think though I think Cleveland's gonna I think Cleveland's gonna hand the Cardinals their first loss this week. Um, I do too. And the uh, line home, shows it. Cleveland minus three. That means the NFL saying these teams are evenly matched, and the only difference is the home field advantage. Yeah, and home field advantage. Arizona's traveling to Cleveland. Um, it's it you know it, it's way more of an important game for Cleveland, so to say. And uh, yeah, I just think it's gonna be a the first loss because and and Arizona's been testing their you know. They've been dangling around the potential of that first loss. Yes, they have. They've been playing with fire, but they haven't been burned yet. But they will in Cleveland. (laughs) Las Vegas Raiders against the Denver Broncos. For two, three, and two teams playing, I'm not that interested in this game for some reason. Wow. Yeah. And the coach, the situations are just stupid. Dallas at New England. Oh, what? Sorry. I was going to say, like, it's just two, three, and two teams that I really don't think are going anywhere. Their seasons are both, I think, going to just kind of fade out here. I, I do think the Raiders were going somewhere this year. Me too. I actually agree with that. After this, they can't. Uh, Dallas at New England. Um, a little bit interested because Dallas has played so good and, like, it's it just feels like a match that, that should be exciting. It's not, but it feels like it should be. Yeah. But it's not. Well, you know, like there's only like what one, two, three, one o'clock games. Like NFL just at least moves the Chargers Ravens to one o'clock. But anyway, there's only three of them, so I know I'm gonna be like out of the three. It's the second one I'm most interested in. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Arizona versus Cleveland's the game we're gonna watch. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, Seattle at Pittsburgh is not that interesting. Let's just start with that, but. <laughs> Because it's Geno Smith versus Big Ben Roethlisberger. And Geno Smith would be a three stooge if it wasn't a backup for Russell Wilson for a couple of weeks. He'll be excluded for a week or two here. Yeah, he's excluded um, for a week or two. And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have Big Ben, who is who's inching close to the stooges level. So this game is not that interesting, but it is our Seattle Seahawks. So I'm going to throw a shout out here, George. And you can say whatever you want after this, but... I don't have anything to say about this right now because it doesn't get my like ding, 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 like good game list. But mm-hmm. if you are a Seahawks fan listening to this or Steelers fan, I guess um, we do have our sports on tap Seattle podcast. So just type in sports on tap Seattle podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever. And uh, we will break this down in our, in one of our latest Seattle podcasts, even though it's not one of our full NFL schedule, uh, you know, like thumbs up games. Yeah. Um, I mean, can't really add anything to that. You said it all there. I do want to say though, about Smith. the Geno Smith, Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger matchup. I never thought I'd be ever watching a Geno Smith, Ben Roethlisberger matchup where Geno Smith might be the actual better quarterback on Sunday night football. Yep. Can they flex or what's going on? Not yet. I think flexing starts week 10, I believe. They can flex, bro. They can't flex yet. So, uh, flexing schedule procedures. Let's let's check this out. Oh, let's let's figure this one out. In 2014, that was expanded so that games between weeks five and 17 could be flexed. 
you can flex starting week five. It's week six. So why aren't However, you flexing? Oh. Only two games may be flexed into Sunday night between week five and week 10. It's week six. I'm sure that they're dead. Unless they're they're bad, there must be some really shit game. Two shit. Games Next week up. is Colts at 49ers. That's that be could be out. that could be flexed out. The week after that is Cowboys Vikings. Well, you they're never flexing out the Cowboys. I'll tell you that. Much. Or the Vikings. Vikings are usually a pretty hot commodity. I feel like uh, Titans at Rams. They're not flexing that one out. So you, the last one is Week Ten. Um, Chiefs at Raiders. I mean. Probably not. That's yeah, you maybe. gotta flex. That's a maybe. You gotta flex this one out. Yeah, this is one of those two between week five and, and week ten. And put the Chargers and Ravens. Seahawks fans rather watch that. Or Arizona Cleveland. Or Arizona Cleveland works too. Because at least Arizona Cleveland's not a 10 a.m. game. It's not that much of a change. Right. Well, that's weird. Anywho, <laughs> we'll talk about that on our podcast too on the Sports on Tap Seattle. Let's get to the last game, George. It is the Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans, which I'm going to say is actually kind of a decent game for a Monday night. That's a great Monday night football game. You get two teams that are leading their division and two teams that I think they met in the playoffs last year, right? Or or was it maybe the year before? I don't know when Tennessee, but, the but they're both in the playoffs. And we might see them play again in the playoffs this year. So, yeah, exciting game. Yeah, and both. Nothing had, has uh, to give, right? Because, I mean. They both the, had bad starts to the season. Yeah, both last week won. Um, the, the Bills, however, have the number one offense in the NFL right now and the number one defense in the NFL right now. So let's see uh, if something gives. Derrick Henry might be the thing that gives. That's so what, we'll that, that was what I was hinting at. Um, before we move on from that, let me just mention the AFC South is awful. I didn't really like ever pay attention this deeply to it, but... It's three and two Titans, the one and four Texans, the one and four Colts, and the zero and five Jags. Yeah, somehow the Colts are two one and four and only two games out. Yeah, the AFC East is pretty bad too. But at least you have the Bills that are like dominating it. You know what I mean? I know. That's crazy. Well, that's all I got, my friend. I don't know about oh, you. Perfect. Now I got nothing else, man. All right. Well, everybody, enjoy the week of football. Um. We were go check out our Sports on Tap Seattle podcast, like I mentioned, and we will be having an NBA preview come up um, sometime in this next five, six, seven days. So just keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and uh, yeah, we're an exciting time. And might get into some baseball next week or something as the World Series comes up and whatnot. Yeah, so, I love that idea. Let's do it. Even if it's like we could even do at some point, maybe we'll do like a short podcast, like a 20 minute or about baseball. Yeah. See, base, see baseball what people think. Perfect. And if you like hockey, go to our Seattle podcast, too, because we're going to do some Seattle Kraken. Oh, Sorry, yeah. If you like and the Kraken. If you like the Kraken. And also, it's not an analytic prop podcast. So if you actually want my actual thoughts on the game of hockey, I'm sorry to disappoint. It'll be like that game. That goal was so cool. That's what we're gonna that was say. Such a nice goal. That was really weird. It felt like I was in a porn, like a pornography. The way you just said that, it's like hockey porn. <laughs> the hockey porn to end this podcast. So, um, with that said, thanks for tuning in. And uh, George, this is Pod That Two Brothers Talking Sports, and it's brought to you by the Sports on Tap and the Sports on Tap dot com. And uh, you know what we like to say. Cheers to sports. Peace.
This is the Sports on Tap. Cheers to sports.